Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 59th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Kitty M. Kane. Our scheduled guest for this evening, Smurf Luciano, uh, had a family emergency right before we were about to go live, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, hopefully he can scramble back and uh, we can, we can g- catch him for the uh, the remainder of the episode. And if not... Hopefully he can reschedule with us for June 14th. Um, so in the meantime and between time, I'm just going to tell a story uh, about one of the times I ran into Smurf Luciano when I was in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I, I talked to him a little bit before the show and he told me it was okay to say this story on the air. So uh, I was DJing at this club called Heat, which is like the the JV feeder club for club 205. Um, and it was like a Thursday, you know, you know what I mean? I'm not ashamed. I'm an okay DJ. I'm not great. You know what I mean? I was trying to get to 205, but they put me at heat. So whatever. Um, but it, it was right there on like 122nd and Holgate and right up the street from there was a funeral home. And so when I was going to work that day, I could tell there was a bunch of, a uh, bunch of cars at the funeral home and a bunch of, nice cars too you know rims and tents suv so i was like damn right on man and then when i get to work it's just a slow thursday and then right about like uh like 4 30 or 5 a whole bunch of people start flooding in it's aunties and grandmas you know what i mean <laughs> everybody's dressed in black looking kind of bummed out like i'm like oh this is the folks from the funeral and uh everybody's uh it's it's black folks right so i'm like cool i'm gonna play some rap and at that club, my boss would be like, you can't play rap. And so 15 minutes after the, you know, the folks from the funeral show up, my boss, Dale, walks in. I'm like, shit. So I got to like change up my little auto playlist and put some R&B in there. But he, he went to the office immediately. And I knew when he went to the office, he's going to be back there for an hour. And so uh, there was a cool spot right behind the DJ booth. It was a smoking area. And so I went out there to go smoke my blunt. You know what I mean? It's like I everything's good i'm set up take a break and uh smurf luciano was out there with a bunch of his little homies and i just jumped in the circle with my blunt and uh you know light it up we started passing it around and one of his little homies was like hey man where'd you get this weed and i was like man my my cousin out hermiston grew this and it was like some obama kush it was fire i'm like "He, he does pretty good outside man he's got game and uh, the guy who asked me that question is like, he goes, man, I, I, I tried growing a, a couple times and he's like, man, I, I, I fucked up, man. I crapped out. He's like, I gave up on that shit. You know what I mean? He's like, it wasn't for me. I couldn't. And I, and, and, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh man, but Smurf Luciano was in the circle too. And he was just like, man, he's like, something's always going to go wrong, man. Like shit's always going to fuck up. He's like, you, you got to keep going. He's like, I've had a couple bad rounds, man, where, you know, I got bugs or mold or whatever, but he's like, shit, I, have to, I figured it out, man. He's like, you got to keep trying. And it, it was so cool to uh, to hear that kind of advice from one of the big homies because I didn't even know him. I'm just strip club DJ out there smoking a blunt with these folks, you know what I mean? But uh, it, it was super cool to just listen in on that conversation and uh, and have a story to tell about it afterwards, man. I thought it was super dope. And there was this other time when I was working at Club Sin Rock and I was playing some Godsmack and I went outside to go smoke and, and Smurf was out. He's like, man, what's this Godsmack shit? You know what I mean? He's like, can't play no Sam Cooke. And I was like, all right, man. All right. So 
you know, I, I passed the blind, went in, put on some Sam Cooke, man. But uh, super, super cool cat. Um, if he can make it back, I'll, I'll do some more intro on him. Uh, he, he's the owner CEO of Two Real Records. Um, there's a documentary on Vimeo um, called The Killingsworth Documentary. Um, and, and that documentary is about Little Smurf. Uh, Big Smurf is Smurf, Smurf Luciano. So it's, it's about his little homie and about um portland oregon and uh it's it's a really good documentary if anybody out there is listening right now i hope you can go and check that out um it's it's really good man i was impressed with it there's five different parts i think they're all about like 20 minutes long so um and 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 when you're searching it the uh it'll the parts aren't the same as as there's there's five different ones so look at the digits um, cause the intro is, is part one of five. So make sure you look, I could try and watch it in sequence is all I'm saying. Cause it, it, it's a better story that way. Um, and also, uh, the new album that they put out that Smurf put out on two real records is called rat poison two. Um, it's by Ryder J Clyde and Fidel Castro. I just listened to a few of the songs on my pre-funk earlier and shit is pretty dope it's real uh bay area sounding there's also a song by six on there shout out to six we had him on the show a few weeks back um and then there's a super dope weed song on here i wanted to mention that it's called turn up by y sick and yeah if, if if anybody out there wants to go and check out some of smurf's music this this rat poison 2 album it's on spotify itunes Everywhere else you can go and search it. You could even just search that phrase. That's how I found it. Rat poison and then the number two. So you can go and check it out. Uh, 11 songs, 44 minutes. Super dope. I got to listen to the rest of it. But uh, so far, so good, man. I am impressed. Um, what else can I do for intro? Yeah, man. Um, five zero treats like that. Uh, Portland rap pioneer. Um, like I, I also watched the the video for gangsters on the move and it's dope because it's a it's almost like a uh it's super west coast because it has a girl on the chorus man and on my so they say album i did that almost every other song i had a girl on the chorus and it just i, I put my album out way after that so it's like a, a an indirect influence of sorts that's just real west coast sounding to me and the video was pretty cool too because they're on jet skis and and boats out there in the willamette and I, I thought that was super sick um just reminds me of home man we're gonna uh switch to a couple of cannabis news stories from my guy mitchell shout out to mitchell in production he's got a story this is from marijuana moment published may 28 2020 usda approves hemp plants for u.s virgin islands and four indian tribes the cheyenne river sioux tribe the chippewa cree tribe Lac Court Oray Band of Lake Superior Chippewa Indians and Red Lake Band of Chippewa Indians. The U.S. Virgin Islands is the first territory to have its proposal accepted. The department declined to revise the THC limit, however, arguing that it's it's a statutory matter that can't be dealt with administratively. Word. So, like, those are all Chippewa Indians then, Mitchell, more or less? Just a bunch of different bands? That's tight. So, the, you gotta, uh, because, dude, I don't, as a tribe or as a different sovereign nation, you have to submit it to do it within the boundaries of the U.S. or something. Because in Oregon, homies got hemp licenses like it ain't shit because it was way easier than a rec license, you know? So it was like, and it was only like 500 bucks. 
So it's like way, way less regulated and just a game based off volume because it's outside. But that that's dope. I, I think it's awesome that uh, some native tribes are taking part in the cannabis industry, man, getting in and trying to get some paper. I'm hoping that they uh, that they have some relationships set up with with processors because, dude, it's there's enough CBD oil out there. You know what I mean? Oh, man, it look like, look like his, his screen flashed like there's some sound. Maybe he's back in the crib, maybe. But, uh, shoot, what was I talking about, Mitchell? Oh, yeah, there's enough CBD oil out there, bro. Like, that's, it seemed like that's all anyone is kind of, um, growing it for, you know? And it's, it's going to, like, dude, every gas station has a sign in the window that says CBD products available here. Like, it's, you, you know, it's, uh, that's fine. I'm I'm glad there's access to this cannabinoid for everyone in the country. You know, we need THC to be advertised at gas stations like that too. But uh, I think that making other products is a better idea and also more profitable. Like I haven't seen hemp toilet paper yet, man. Like I feel like that shit would crush, bro. You know what I mean? And it, it, it seems like you, you could get it fresh. You'd be like, nah, this is from last year's crop. You know what I mean? And it, uh, it's pretty renewable. You wouldn't have to chop down actual trees in a forest to to make that product as long as it catches on and people can make it and and purchase it. But also like the the hempcrete bricks too, like that shit looks pretty ill. It's like they mix the hemp with the concrete and it's supposed to like retain heat better and insulate better and last longer and weighs a little bit less, breaks less. You know what I mean? I'm like that shit's cool. Um, so hopefully those Chippewa Indians. Got 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 some more than just extraction lined up for their for their hemp crop. That's that's my take on it, Mitchell. All right, so we got a, a another story here from marijuanamoment.net, published May 29th, uh, 2020. Says THC infused semen can be a side effect of frequent marijuana use. Study finds, according to a new study by a team of Harvard medical researchers. The answer is yes, at least sometimes. In a study of 12 participants who regularly consumed marijuana by inhalation, the researchers were able to detect Delta-9 THC, the main psychoactive ingredient in cannabis, in two subject semen samples. Wow, that's cool. So it's like, uh, that's crazy. I mean, so maybe that has to do with the, it's storing in the fat cells or something like that, because it's like, but it comes out in pee too. I'm sure it comes out in sweat. Maybe if they took a sweat sample, maybe they find some couple nanograms in there. Like this guy's been smoking some weed because they do that hair follicle. Yeah, the hair follicle. Some companies do that test. You can't fucking. I don't think you can fake that one, right? Like they they pull it off of your head when you go in there, and it's like pretty sure that the shampoos don't really wash it out. Like I, I I'm pretty sure it's all bullshit. All those products don't work. I don't think. But that's wild. I wonder who uh, proposed that research. <laughs> you know, they must be must have had a cool uh, some extra money laying around, man. Okay, the primary goal or of the proof of concept research they explained was to deter- determine whether THC can cross the blood testes testes barrier. Word. So maybe their their research is going to be on um, sterilization or something because that's something they always said in Dare, and it's like they said, if you smoke weed, you'll be sterile and you can't have kids. That like that was a I just remember that being a part of the propaganda and I I'd have to say that's a lie I've you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean like uh, uh, homies and myself included it's like nah I'm pretty sure 
pretty sure there was some weed in your system when that happened or shortly before. So it's like, that doesn't, that can't be true. You know what I mean? Um, what dope article I, I was going to, uh, I had another story. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Of the, uh, the two participants who semen contained detectable levels of THC itself, samples contained 0.97 nanograms per milliliter and 0.87 nanograms per milliliter. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder, uh, do they say when, like how, when they smoked? Did they record that? Like, did they, because I feel like that's relevant too. Because like 0.97 grams or 0.97 nanograms, like on probation, that would be clean. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because probation is 50 to 250 nanograms is dirty. So that, that would, you know what I mean? If, if you tested like that, it would be okay. All participants indicated they had used the drug between 25 and 30 days of the last month. And most said they had been regular consumers for at least five years. Ah, dope, dope. Okay. So, um, is that, is that the end of the article, Mitchell? Okay, cool. So I, I got a, a, a cannabis story. Um, I went to Portland on Friday morning to go and shoot a scene for a music video for a song that I'm going to release later this year. Uh, shout out to my bro, Cedro. He had a, a flower room that was in bloom. Um, all, all the leaves were pulled before I show. I was hoping that he was going to leave a bunch of yellows on there so I could pull them off and make it look a little bit cooler. But I wasn't tripping. I, I, he gave me access to the room and let me set up my tripod and we, we shot some B-roll to to cut in with scenes on the, the music video for Say You Love Me. Um, and I was real happy about that, man, because heading over there to Portland, we got a flat tire right around the Dallas. So it's like, shit, I had to put the donut on and then ride the donut until the next day when we could get it changed, that Firestone. Um, so that that minor fork in the road, man, there's going to be obstacles. Chuck it up and press on. Um, and then I got to bring some, uh, some food to my little homie in treatment and got, got to bring him a burger and fries and a couple of sodas. So that was cool. Uh, shot the video scene, um, changed the tire and grabbed some nugs at five zero trees and slid back, man. So it, it was a excellent mission completion and I'm proud of myself and, and my lady for co-piloting, um, happy to be uh back in spokane and happy to be on the podcast this evening um we got one more article here from mitchell in production so this article is from marijuanamoment.net published on may 21st 2020 company recalls injectable cbd products following fda warning letter Biota Biosciences received the letter last month with FDA directing the firm to cease sales of its line of CBD vials. Damn, what the fuck? That, I, I, that just doesn't sound safe to me. Like, that's, that's a question I ask of anybody who's trying to sell me something that I'm going to put in my body. Is like, yo, what are the ingredients and where did you get them from? Like, how are these derived? Because that just doesn't... Like, how the fuck would you do that? You know what I mean? Like... You can't slam distillate into your veins, bro. I feel like that would like cause a like aneurysm. Like it would clot up in your blood or something, wouldn't it? It'd do some shit like that if you fucking slam distillate in your veins. Yeah, man. Like that just doesn't sound like a good idea. So it, they they didn't get FDA approval. The FDA they just started making it and selling it, and the FDA is like, "Yo, cease and desist, you assholes." That's not well. That's cool. 
I'm not a huge fan of the FDA or the way it works or the way it's fucking, you know, influenced, purchased and controlled. But uh, shit, I guess they got it right on that one, Mitchell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, because that that for real, that does that doesn't sound safe at all, dude. Like, don't. Yeah, don't 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 suck that out with a needle and then put that needle into your arm, dude. Like, don't. That's not going to cure cancer, man. <laughs> you know, like I want man, dude, I want to. I got to look those guys up now. Maybe we could get them to come on the show. And they'll be like, nah, we tested it, man. We did cure cancer. Like, shit, really? <laughs> Fuck. All right. So uh, what is While the products lack directions for use, the company has claimed that they bypass liver absorption and deliver CBD directly into your bloodstream. The agency said the company was violating federal statutes both by engaging in interstate commerce of an unapproved new drug and failing to properly label the products by neglecting to include directions for use. Shit. Yeah, that uh that's crazy. So they were just fucking selling it as a vial, like do what you want, man. You know what I mean? Heat it up, fucking slam it cold, like damn, that's wild, dude. Fuck, that sucks. Maybe they're gonna like cause like a negative I could foresee a negative uh side effect of this being the the FDA just shitting on all hemp products, you know what I mean? But I, I think saying injectable is definitely not. You got to have a bunch of extra layers to sell something in that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like There's a few more pages to that application than just fucking, I'm going to grow it in a field and then fucking hang it dry and sell it. You know, like, yeah, that that's a uh, damn. That's wild. Okay. So in a public statement, Biota Sciences said that so far, no adverse or serious adverse events have been reported in relation to these products. And like, dude, I want to see someone like there's got to be a YouTube video or something, right? And like, oh, I bought this injectable CD product from Biota on their website, slammed it in my veins and cured my diabetes. There's got to be. And, and whether or not he's telling the truth, I don't know. But I bet there's something out there like that. Whether their marketing or PR person had to have created some con- some content. Through, through contract contract services or something you know what i mean yeah, make that video and post it up on youtube people search it it'll pop up that's wild does it say well, where was that company at does it say no clues damn hmm they're probably pulling hemp from everywhere wherever they're from though is this cheap dude like fucking everywhere like you can't really find cbd strains on the shelf in too many places anymore because it's like you can buy hemp for fucking <laughs> pennies on the dollar man like you can get like a pound of hemp for less than like two or three hundred bucks and it's like it looks just like nugs you know like same same shit just doesn't doesn't get you baked man chill out your fucking anxiety i guess yeah so next week ladies and gentlemen we have uh josh zito as our guest he's also from portland oregon uh talented musician rapper um he's also an actor He's been in a few uh, series. I think the, the, the Green Fiction, I think, is the one he's... I don't know if you can watch it yet. Like, I have a whole bunch of cool questions to ask him, too. Um, but he's also a musician, an actor, and a publisher. And that's... I, I really want to ask him questions about that. Because it's like, dude, you have a publishing company? Like, like what is the... How does that hustle work? You know what I mean? And how, how do you get paid off it? Like, those are... Those are my questions. I want to ask him about that because I always hear that term and I know that I get some back end royalties from CD Baby when I distribute an album through them. But 
as far as the i feel like i should be getting more and it seems like that's kind of i hope that's what he's doing with his company you know what i mean it's like nah we'll get you more loot and then we take a cut because that's that's fair you know what i mean because it's more than you would be getting normally from whatever your distro deal is u.s house okay so this is okay so this is from uh mg mjbizdaily.com published on may 31st 2021 2020 damn that's today u.s house okays cannabis banking in passing three trillion dollar coronavirus bill the bill passed along partisan lines by a 208 to 199 margin and now heads to the senate where it faces fierce republican resistance damn so is that like another to try and give out another 1200 or something mitchell is that how, how much was the first one like similar similar package or something I hope they give more of it to fucking the actual people and not the fucking corporations, man, because it's, I don't know, like, it sucks to not be able to go to work and then have to decide whether you're going to pay rent or buy food because your job closed, you know? So, like, that shit's whack. I feel for the, the folks who have to do that, like, because a bunch of my jobs stopped too, man. I, I switched to Instacart shopping because everyone's afraid to go to the grocery store. I'm not, you know, like... I'll go grab that shit, get paid off the phone. That's legit. But that uh, some people can't do that. You know what I mean? And it's like if, if you have kids at home, too, and your kids aren't in school, it's like, fuck, that adds a whole nother layer of difficulty in working. You know what I mean? It, it just uh, it's not like you're going to send your sixth grade kid to daycare or something like that. It's but but you still want to have, have someone around to be there. If something happens, you know, what if he fucking eating a grilled cheese or something and he fucking chokes you gotta have some there give him the heimlich you know what i mean um as it says senate banking chair michael crapo an idaho republican mike crapo i remember seeing those fucking signs back home during campaign season goddamn mitchell goddamn an idaho republican held a hearing on cannabis banking last year but has expressed concerns about the bill in its current form <sighs> i wonder what it says that like he's the guy that was shitting on letting cannabis bank right he was the guy against it yeah fuck that guy man it uh damn, that sucks does is is the uh do republicans still have the majority in the senate mitchell yeah fuck that sucks i feel like some of those guys gotta switch sides though if they're if they're real republicans from like you know blue collar places where it's working class folks who it's like, yo, we literally haven't worked for fucking three months, man. Like, fuck this shit. What, what the fuck are you guys doing? Either let us go back to work or give us some loot to fucking survive on, man. And and I also, I think this is another case for uh, universal basic income. I feel like that's a pretty good idea. It's the, you know, the 1% pretty much own and control way more than they could ever consume in their fucking lifetime or 10 lifetimes. So in order to like, that's, that's why I dig like the riots and the protests and shit now. Cause it's like, yo, it's almost like eat the rich. Like you guys can't, you got to give us something because we, we've literally been starving for two or three months. So uh, people don't really care anymore. You know, it's like if, if you're, if your basic needs aren't taken care of, you could give a fuck about anything. You go fucking throw a brick and fucking set a fire. You know what I mean? I know it's not just those people who are doing these things out there in public. There's, there's got to be a little bit of instigation from, uh, you, you know, like they, I see memes online where it's like this guy who broke the window with the umbrella is actually a cop for this department. That's cool and all, but I still feel like there's 
there's honest rage from the general public about the way things are going right now. And if they don't do something to try and remedy it, it's the rage will continue. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Crapo's announcement outlined other possible changes to, oh, SAFE, that's the name of the bill, S-A-F-E. Okay, so Crapo's announcement outlined other possible changes to SAFE, including preventing baking for companies that produce edibles and high-potency THC vape products, better ensuring that interstate commerce of cannabis wouldn't occur, stricter procedures to ensure cannabis-related funds aren't used for illicit activities, Significant concerns remain that the Safe Banking Act does not address the high-level potency of marijuana, marketing targets to children, lack of research on marijuana's effects, and the need to prevent bad actors and cartels from using the banks to disguise ill-gotten cash to launder money into the financial system. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Fuck Mike Crapo, man. Among other things, the Idaho Republican is considered a 2% THC potency cap on cannabis products for businesses to be eligible for financial services, substantially below current levels of 12% or more typically seen on retail shelves in state legal markets. Crapo's proposed potency potency cap, for example, was unworkable and unrealistic, the lobbyist said. Dude, fuck what the lobbyist said. Like, it's serious. Like, you're just going to put water in there until it's 2%. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to grow some weed and breed it for, like, you don't have control over these things necessarily, dude. Even if you have clones of the same shit that tested like this last time, you could do another run and it could fucking sway one where that is a very small window to fucking hit to sell your shit on the shelf. Like that's bullshit and that's fucking dumb. Like there's no dude, what an asshole. And he's writing this shit into the back end of that safe fucking coronavirus package. Yeah, fuck that guy. I've I vote they've that's whack, dude. Because that makes me not want it to pass, Mitch. I want it to pass so people could get some fucking loot and eat some. But I don't want it to pass if this shit's fucking in there. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Lady Furnish was talking about that shit. Uh, you know, that, that senator in her district or whatever who put a bunch of fucked up weed shit in the back end of whatever bill they passed. So I think it's uh, very underhanded, slick and slimy, my crapo. I don't think that you should be doing those things because, uh, yeah, it's not like it's not a fucking money. It's people who are doing legit business want to bank. You know what I mean? It's like fuck dealing with cash all the time in, in that level when you're moving that kind of volume just isn't it's it costs more money than it's worth. Like the government could make more money if people spent less time and energy on handling that aspect of their business. You know what I mean? And everything would be a lot easier tracked. Everything would be a lot easier. Like it would be taxed easier. Like just doesn't make sense at all, man. And that fuck Idaho, bro. Like that's how like the, the ruling class is out there as far as uh their belief system, dude. Like I hope that, those people's kids can't feel the same way, dude. I, you know, like those people's kids get into politics. They got to at least they've grown up around the information from from their friends presenting it to them. At least they, they can't, you know, they got to think sensibly at least, man, because that's how I look at it, too, is it's just old folks who are still ruling in the government out there. You know what I mean? If it was some younger folks, I think that they they would make better decisions that and not just have it out like you know what i mean it's like it's like they got it out for weed in that state like no not here not anywhere we gotta fucking if they're gonna do that we gotta make it like this otherwise it's not safe and it's like dude 
it is safe. Like all of the research says it's safe. There's there's no research that says otherwise, you know, like they're, they've been trying to prove impairment for DUIs for like the past 10 years and they can't do it. All of their research is saying that people actually drive safer and more cautiously and at a slightly slower speed than they normally would on the freeway or on the and anywhere. And so it's like they are actually less likely to have an accident when they're smoking cannabis, according to the research. And they're not going to present that in any articles like this in a propagandish type way. But that's what they're finding, man. So it, it just uh, it bothers me that Mike Crapo isn't out there looking for these studies and he's just trying to hide shit on the back end of a coronavirus stimulus package. That's fuck that guy. Fuck Mike Crapo. And it, oh, it's for hemp only. But still, dude, that's that's unrealistic. You can't. It's It's unrealistic. You know, it's like you can't do that, dude. Like how? If you're going to impose this restriction explain the solution for all of the business owners whom you would like to fucking take a fucking tax fucking pie from you know what i mean yeah but still dude it's like that's not the there's medical cannabis and rec cannabis in other states it's like you you as a guy from idaho i think that's rather bold to sit there and try and tell people from other states what they fucking can and can't do inside their own fucking borders you know what i mean like Fuck that, dude. I, I'm sure he has less friends of that uh, because of this, but maybe he has more briefcases at lunch, Mitchell. You know what I mean? Maybe those guys who sell the pharmaceutical pills paid for his family's vacation last fucking Christmas and, and gave him a nice, healthy briefcase at lunch at the, at the first of the month the past six months, you know? So maybe that's why he's doing this. Because honestly, I'm, I'm like any, like, what's your motivation, guy? Any, any sensible person would be like, you're incorrect. This is not the correct view on this issue. Why are you voting this way? It's because I'm getting paid, man. You know what I mean? Like, why, why the fuck else? I don't really see any other motivation. Everybody, like everybody's auntie and grandma in a, in a wreck state understands this now too. It's like, dude, if you made it legal everywhere, all those old people would see. It's like, nah, go to the store, grab some, check it out. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to, you'll be fine. Chill at house. Chill at the house, smoke some, drink some, eat some, take a nap, watch a movie. We got one more article. You want to do this one, Mitchell, and then, then wrap it up and do the outro dance? So uh, one more news article, ladies and gentlemen, and then we're going to wrap this episode. Um, get get Smurf Luciano on uh, next, not next week, but the week after, hopefully. And then if he's busy, and hopefully we can get him after that. Um, so this article right here is from MJBizDaily.com, published May 14th, 2020. COVID-19 delays mandatory pesticide testing for Washington State recreational cannabis. Okay, that, um, I live in Washington State, so that kind of bums me out, man. Uh, fuck. Some cannabis companies have taken matters into their own hands, however, and are testing their products, a development that is rare elsewhere in the marijuana industry. Yeah, dude, that's dope. And shout out to Jackson, because, uh, like, sometimes folks would bring in stuff that had a test and and human collective would do this too sometimes folks would bring in shit with with a lab already right and it's it's sealed like there's this farm called kush kush it's it's k-h-u-s-h-k-u-s-h and i think they're out of bellingham washington but it's no-till indoor bro you know and and they have some real exotic strains and i'm a super big fan of their work it keeps down the cost you know what i mean 
and it, it uh it's just nice man and I, I hit those guys up one time i'd love to get them on the show if you're listening kush kush probably not but if you are we want to interview you on concerned dad's podcast um but it's dope that people are policing themselves too because it's uh you know it's it's important to know that the stuff that you're selling does not have toxins in it and i think that's something that's really unique to the cannabis industry too cuz nobody is like everything else you buy at the grocery store has fucking poison in it and really high levels and they don't fucking check for it because they're not required to you know what i mean like everything like there's glyphosate anything that has wheat or any sort of grain in it has fucking got glyphosate up the ass that's it's that's that's what uh that's what it is and and wheat is one of the safest things you can buy in a state in the northwest because it has it's been through rigorous testing before it got on the shelf i guess not in washington lately because of the covid dude i wish we had a list mitchell i wish we had a list of the farms that were doing it maybe we can uh look that up and post it in the description or something or or hit those find out a list and hit those farms up and see if they want to come on the show we got more uh like other mature adult use marijuana markets including colorado and oregon in the past couple of years washington state's cannabis economy became oversupplied and wholesale prices bottomed out though the market is recovering somewhat therefore growers in the state aren't eager to see mandated pesticide testing not because they don't want to test for contaminants but because their margins are already very very narrow yeah i I can understand that um and that's yeah nobody wants to pay for it that like that's if you go wreck it costs a lot more um like a medical compliance test to be on the medical shelf was like 100 bucks 150 if you wanted like the terpene profile analysis and all that extra shit but 100 bucks so you grab a pound or two pounds of the same strain it's like separate bags test it and that's good enough but after wreck bro the the batch was more it's like fucking 30 grams instead of three so like that's a that's a huge sample to give but the lot on the wreck is like you it's for like 10 pounds i think or 15 pounds so that's a pretty big that that's you, you can have a huge batch for that one test so i don't understand that okay well, we got more mitchell ah yeah we got more under one proposal that's been floated pesticide pesticide tests would cost 70 dollars, and all cannabis would need to be tested four grams at a time for five pound lots that's on top of the $120 per test for potency, microbials, and mycotoxins currently understand shit needs to be dealt with. So sometimes you you got to take a bite of the shit sandwich, man. You know, like that's that's the main thing I don't like about the regulation because um, even if it wasn't required, Mitchell, like it's saying certain companies still would. The Clean Green Certified you know certification that there's all there's all kinds of different organic certifications you can get where they come and inspect your farm and make sure it's there's no nutrients and no pesticides and it's uh i i think that companies will always brand themselves as that and try to sell themselves as that and i think that's dope but there's a lot of people who won't you know what i mean who are just like if i don't have to i'm not going to you know what i mean so um I think that what they're proposing is fair. And I also think that the uh, the lab testing guys, shout out to Paul Swift, because I fucking love that dude. We had him on the show a few times. Hopefully we can have him back. But I feel like the the people that he works for, like that industry lobbied a lot in order to require that 
people had to pay them in order to be on the shelf. And sometimes I feel like that test is a little bit inflated. It's like if you're doing this many in a day, the volume just kind of dictates that, fuck, dude, you could charge a few bucks less and and still not lose any work or any pieces of the pie. You know, it's like I feel like the greed is a little bit there for the guys who own those labs. But who am I to say, man, maybe we can ask Paul that question next time he comes on the show, you know. I'm sure he'd be like, well, actually, you know, I'm like, cool. I stand corrected, friend, you know. Well, shoot, you want to wrap up then, ladies and gentlemen? All right, let's do my outro dance. This was the 59th episode of Concerned Dads Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. Uh, we missed our ghost Smurf, our guest Smurf Luciano tonight. Uh, he had a family emergency, and hopefully we can reschedule for the 14th or the 21st. Uh, I will hit him up after the show. Um, hopefully he, everything is okay with, with him and his fam um really excited to interview him and I'm, i hope i get to do it again in the future sound check went good we had a good little, little pre-funk uh convo so i uh, hope everything's good smurf if you're listening uh, i'll holler at you after the show um i also got to give a shout out oh wait wait also zito josh zito next week ladies and gentlemen episode 60 so uh please tune in for that it's going to be a good one um also i got to give a shout out to my guys in production Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.